0: Om Namo Bhagavate Vāsudevāya haribol So this is a continuation in the theme that we've been speaking about um, Speaking Truth Matters So we had discussed that it's actually a really important spiritual principle that deeply affects your life in so many ways, and most particularly in relation to your goals and objectives and where where you're heading. We unfortunately live in a time when the power of the limitless array almost of computing power sitting on the other side of your phone or whatever device you are using, is seeking to polarize you, to outrage you, to set people against each other, because that's the business model of how everything works, and so in this kind of an environment, language sort of really, really matters. You guys know what <clears throat> OnlyFans is, or no? A few. OnlyFans is kind of like the um, the indie porn operator, <laughs> where. Individuals don't have to work with big companies They can go on there Which is mostly what it's used for And people can engage with the individuals And send them money and stuff For their so-called performances Or whatever you want to refer to that (coughs) as So I I saw this news article Like a a few days back It's from Brazil And there was a fans-only star slash adult entertainer who was kicked out of a Brazilian supermarket and it caused a major uproar. So she was, you know, a very um, looking for the right word. Anyway, her dress wasn't very appropriate. She had like a tiny little absolutely see-through top and she had um, shorts on that were more like a g-string than shorts made of denim and kind of like parents and and people in the supermarket were all commenting they were kind of offended by how she looked it was like incredibly provocative it wasn't you know understated at all and so she was um basically kicked out of the supermarket over her extraordinarily skimpy um, attire and she declared that she had become a victim of hot phobia okay people are suffering from hot phobia so she has like 437,000 followers on her Instagram account and so she appealed to them that it was unfair that she was, you know, prejudiced by hot phobia and, and you know, has suffered because of this as, as a victim. And she posted pictures of her attire. It's just like, whoa. <laughs> and m- the majority of the people that commented on her own feed mm-hmm. said they didn't think that it was very appropriate for her to be dressing like this going into a a supermarket, you know, which is more family sort of um, oriented and her response to people saying that she declared that it was an attack and it was hate speech So she said, I felt offended by the gratuitous hate that I received in the market and in my Instagram post. And she went on, I think that all these insults, I mean, they're referred to as insults because you don't agree with the way she's dressing. All these insults, because they weren't really insulting. All these insults have more to do with hot woman phobia that I face on a daily basis. So, you know, she was clearly inappropriately dressed for the location and it's sort of like, wow, what's happening to our language? What's happening to our communication? That we're sort of like embracing terminology that's actually highly manipulative. And the average person is sort of like quite innocent to what's going on and not sure how they should respond or how they should deal with things. So, you know, it brings up the question, well, what the heck is a phobia anyway? Because it's a a label that has been used on a wide scale. So, the accepted definition of a phobia is an intense, illogical, or abnormal fear of a specified thing. So, it's actually considered a diagnosable psychiatric condition. It's a mental health condition. And so if you're going to use this word to throw at somebody and you are not a mental health professional or a certified psychologist who has done an appropriate level of diagnosis to ascertain it, then it's actually a really inappropriate usage of a word that is being used, you know. So this idea of hot phobia It's really an attempt to brand those who disagreed with her as having a mental illness. That's actually what it is in reality. Whether we sort of realize that or not is another thing. So the idea of using language as a bludgeon to um, force people at may object or oppose your point of view to bludgeon them into line is really unfortunate. And it has an effect both on the people that are using the word and the person that's on the receiving end of the word. So, you know, the idea of just branding anybody that doesn't agree with you as a whatever, you can put any word there, a whatever-phobe, you know, is um, not very helpful. Our message is that we are all eternal spiritual beings. These bodies that you have on are temporary coverings to become immersed in this temporary covering as being who i truly am is considered a massive mistake or even a form of ignorance that can only result in unhappiness and suffering this is the big the big picture So, you know, the the word has been used in in so many ways You know, it was like around about the turn of the century Last, the the early 1900s That the term xenophobe was coined By a Scottish psychiatrist And that person used it in a work Where he was um, speaking about Um ancient Jewish people, or Israelites as he called them, and he was describing their aversion to foreign gods, religions, and cultures. But then it became, you know, a buzzword in places like Europe, in places like America, where they're really dealing with serious immigration issues. You know, we saw with the war in Syria, for instance, in the massive influx of of, um, refugees into Europe, and how a lot of countries were not set up to handle it, and the idea of trying to manage it, people were quickly branded as being xenophobes. And again, it's this use of phobia as a mental illness to sort of get people on board. Uh, A very famous use and it was in relation to um, the quest for equality amongst homosexuals with the term homophobe. I mean, it's kind of like we should endeavour to keep debates to points of truth and not feel that we should ever be using language in a very hateful or a degrading way, but the idea that somebody has a mental illness because they don't embrace your lifestyle for whatever reason is not a really good way to conduct um, debate and speech. So we see, you know, like the, the use of the word hate um something that kind of blew me away recently, I guess that was like a couple of years ago, maybe, when they when they were doing their campaign for gay marriage in, in Australia. And it, for me, it's kind of like, you know what people want to do, they can they can do, they should be allowed to do as long as it's not really going to be harmful to everybody else but the big slogan that was embraced and everybody was repeating and I was kind of like blown away that many people in in some of the spiritual communities and the yoga communities were also embracing the term you should be able to marry whoever you love and it's kind of like <laughs> oh my god you know I, I find that rather troubling. What happens if I love my neighbor's son or daughter who is five years old? Should I be able to love them? Should I be able to marry them? You know, it's just kind of like when you make these broad statements without qualification, without qualifying, you know, any, any sort of parameters to them, they are actually meant, this is the use of speech to to change and transform society my personal concern with a lot of these things is because there is a strong tendency towards the promotion of, of hedonism the idea, I mean if I buy into the idea that my, the totality of my being is my body and mind, then I will soon come to the conclusion that stimulating the desires and the senses of my body and, and my mind and seeking to fulfill those desires is in my highest interest. But we see we see the reality in this world that while society has become increasingly hedonistic and materialistic and consumption-oriented, people society is not becoming more peaceful, more happy. We see just the opposite happening. You know, the massive rise of, of mental illness and depression massive increases particularly in the last 5 or 6 years of suicide so this reflects on individual and societal values and what we hold to be important and what we hold to be true and so in the in the quest for a higher spiritual experience, to live a spiritual life. Patañjali has described in these Yoga Sutra that truth, speaking and hearing truth, is like really, really important for this, for this journey. Because untruth has a tendency to fog the issues and lead people to make bad choices and bad decisions that actually lead to an increase in unhappiness. So, you know, our appreciation is that sound vibration can be used in two ways. It can be used with spiritual focus or it can be used as a material thing. When sound is used in a spiritual way it is liberating. When sound is used for material purpose then a person becomes more entangled in material existence and this leads to more suffering and unhappiness. So as a general guideline you know if we want to live a spiritually directed life as a practitioner of, of spiritual life, a spiritual practitioner, we should use language in a straightforward and truthful way. We should be guided of course in our language by compassion, by nonviolence, by tolerance, and, and by love. And so just using words But applying meaning that is not straightforward can be highly problematic for society and for us as individuals. So what's really important is we, we need to grow our own legs and we need to be very firmly established in truth and what is truth and to live and apply this in our life so that we can experience the beauty and wonder of real enlightenment, of of spiritual enlightenment. And of course, the principal means or vehicle to bring about a transformative change, to bring clarity is the use of these spiritual sounds or or mantra. So, um, I will chant Me Om Hari Om Mantra and invite you to join with me. (laughs) We live in difficult times but don't be overly afraid. Don't be overly concerned. What we must do is really take care of our our life, our consciousness. This is what we're responsible for.